0: Welcome to Creative Unearthing, a podcast focused on deep conversations, exploring spiritual healing through art making, and the medicinal powers of returning to our earth bodies through intimacy, vulnerability, play, and compassion. I'm Emma Freeman, a mixed media artist, poet, and deeply sensitive, playful human. I'm glad you're here. Hello. Hello. Today I'm going to share a conversation that I had with Canadian artist and poet Chantal Wolfe. She's an amazing human, very deep, very sensitive, um, incredibly gifted, and a dear friend of mine. And She recently wrote a book called Painted Words, Poetry, Art, and Parkinson's. And in our conversation, we talk about her creative and healing journeys, how she has traveled through different creative mediums throughout her life, um, when and how poetry showed up for her as a new medium, and what that has brought into her world, and how it's been a very... uh, healing experience writing poetry and we talk about the diagnosis of parkinson's in 2016 and how that shifted her life and her creative work and it's really just a lovely conversation and at one point she mentions a group that we were part of together so i just wanted to share in case that doesn't make sense what that's about Um, last year sometime I had the idea to ask uh, Chantal and another friend of ours, who we were all in an artist group together, um, We, uh, I asked the two of them if they would want to meet regularly on Zoom to share our writing. It was something I hadn't done before, and I was craving that kind of intimate connection to um, share more of my writing. Um, and with people that I trusted and have some consistency and so we started meeting every couple of weeks for quite a few months um, many months and it it has been this incredibly nurturing supportive affirming experience and I think has really helped build all of our confidence in our writing and um It was one of the best decisions I ever made, and it was one of those intuitive nudges to do it, and I didn't know why I needed to do it. I didn't know how long it would last, but I just knew that I needed to be in a small intimate circle with these two women and um, that we needed to share our writing together. So, um, Chantal talks a little bit about that experience of being in that group and how that connects to her book emerging so i wanted to mention that so i really hope you enjoy our conversation okay well welcome chantal i'm so happy to talk to you today about your book about your poetry about your healing journey painting all the things Um, well thank you for having this conversation with me um, and I'd love to start by hearing um, a little bit about what your creative journey has been up until this point in your life. Anything you want to share about that?
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for having me, Emma. This is really, this is all new to me. I've never done this before. And, all right. My, yeah, my creative journey. Well, pretty much started not not long after birth. <laughs> um, art has been a joy and a passion since I was very young. I was always the one in doodling and drawing and uh, making fancy lettering on my, in school. Um, I was spending more time designing the cover or the title page of projects than, uh, than the, the content. And um, I was really fortunate. I had uh, an incredible teacher in high school named Sister Colette and she could find the she could guide anyone to find their inner artist. I I really learned so much from her on how to to see to pay attention to details and and she oh we we uh, did everything from um, ceramics to oil painting watercolors, weaving, it was uh, yeah, she, she just introduced us to so many different forms of art and different mediums uh, and uh, that, that was the class I looked forward to so much and in high school. It was, yeah, it was my, my happy place did lots of learning <laughs> and um yeah then i went on to study illustration in college but i guess i yeah i didn't really i chose not to pursue it as a career um lack in confidence in my skills and um a fear of having to freelance so I ended up in working in an office, doing clerical work, accounting, (laughs) of all things. I was not very uh, good at math through school, so that didn't quite fit for me. But um, I kept doing art and lots of commissions, portraits, murals calligraphy, I kind of kept that up as a as a sideline and in between raising two kids and all all the busyness of life. And then I was I worked in uh, special education for over fifteen years and that was something that felt really felt really good. And uh, yeah, art kind of showed up for me in in that. Um, I worked uh, with students on the autism spectrum, and I found uh, using art as a a means to connect and Kind of a, a bridge into their world. Yeah, it was a, it was some um, a place to weave art into education and supporting these students. And it was it was a really good time in my life. I. I really enjoyed working in schools. And then in 2016, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And uh, which wasn't a complete surprise. Um, I kind of figured that was what was going on before the doctors uh, confirmed it and I made a choice at the time that I figured this was a clear message to me to keep creating and, and kind of use it before you lose it <laughs> and so I felt a sense of urgency to really um connect more with my art and creativity and around that time we um well a couple of years after we moved out of the city into a small town on beautiful georgian bay and um Yeah, I I began exploring different art making and I felt I wanted to um, make art that was from a deeper, more intuitive place. Um, And before that, my um, work was very representational more realistic, um, working from photographs and that kind of thing. And um, that didn't, I didn't feel that that was where I wanted to continue. I, I felt that I wanted to find out what kind of art would emerge um, that was true to, to me and I'm making art that made me feel something rather than just being a, a copy of whatever I'm looking at. <laughs> you know, yeah, so I wanted to be not just seeing, but feeling into the creative process
0: with those pieces of your story, there's, um, you've been through a lot creatively, and with your healing journey. And um, I'm curious how the symptoms before because you mentioned that you kind of had an inkling that it might be Parkinson's before it was. So how those shifts and changes in your body and then getting the, the diagnosis too, if, if that changed your art, I know you said you went more into the intuitive feeling space, but did you notice like, um, have you noticed any other changes or adaptations that you've had to make or chosen to make because of that, because of what's happening in your body?
1: Yes. Um, one of the first symptoms to show up was uh, tremors in my right hand, and I would find that. And my um, handwriting, I used to do um, beautiful calli- calligraphy with inks and um, design all kinds of <laughs> fancy lettering and alphabets, and so yeah that was one of the first things that showed up. My handwriting changed, and it got harder to to write and it now takes me um, I have to be uh, I have to concentrate and focus very much to form the letters properly so I can read what i've written and um not right away, but I, um, when I was struggling to paint and do detailed work, draw, draw a straight line, um, I started, um, actually painting more and more with my left hand and, uh, yeah, got pretty good at that after a while. (laughs) It's funny. I, um, I used to practice uh, writing with my left, my non-dominant hand um, in elementary school. I had a, a secret wish to be ambidextrous or something, I think, <laughs> but so I got my wish. <laughs> yeah, I I've tried to find another way to do things whenever... Uh, I kind of hit a roadblock or struggle with something because of the Parkinson's.
0: If you could share um, a little bit about your painting process now, how that all weaves together, you know, um, the intuitive, more intuitive way of creating and the physical symptoms of Parkinson's and how what your process looks and feels like right now um, with painting in particular
1: um yeah pretty much looks like um i i work in watercolors and um and acrylics and i i love doing a lot of uh, line work and often those lines are kind of shaky and wobbly, and, and I actually called my Facebook page Shaky Line Studio. <laughs> so I figure I'll um, and try to embrace it. So, yeah, my process with um, watercolors is a lot of. Um, play and I'll put down some, a wash of color and see how it goes and then use line to, for more definition and abstract uh, shapes and things. And I still paint mostly with my right hand um, when I'm doing watercolors. I haven't quite uh, mastered the watercolors with my left hand, but when I'm painting acrylics though i I use uh, I'll often paint holding and steadying my um, right hand with my left and um, yeah Little things like um, I have a lot of stiffness and um, rigidity in my legs. And when I stand for too long, my legs start to swell. So I've had to kind of um, try and work in movement breaks. And it doesn't always happen because sometimes I get so uh lost in my painting i suddenly realized i go to move and my body says no here you're stuck where you are so yeah that's an ongoing um an ongoing thing that i have to remind myself to move more often Can be hard to find the the balance between um wanting to create and paint and then uh what my body wants to do
0: yes yeah that's so relatable it's so especially i i relate to that a lot and um I find the creative process is so it can be so absorbing. It's like entering this whole other realm. And it is a conversation with whatever is happening. So I find too, it can be when I'm really immersed in something. It's like I'm more there than in my body, except it's I am also in my body, but I start to ignore like my, for me, like my neck or my shoulders will start to really you know talk to me and um yeah I also have that like regular <laughs> daily practice to try to remember to be in my body in the creative process and not have them be so like not fully integrated
1: right yeah,
0: it's a- yes
1: yes that's it I I very much feel that yeah, that's so true. What you say about um, they can be end up being so separate when, in fact, you're creating from from your body, from yourself. But I I find that too. I suddenly realize I've been um, painting for <laughs> hours and. I wasn't really feeling what my body was feeling. I wasn't connected to that. I was just so connected to the, the canvas and the, the painting. And, um, I love those times when you, when you do get lost in the,
0: in the process. And, but my body, not so much. <laughs> with you paint a lot of um, like your tree paintings and sky and the way that you paint the abstract nature always like one of the first thoughts I have is light it feels like there's light coming through and like you're connecting to light through it and with your other abstract work like the watercolors and it my first thought is always energy so it's like energy and light and um, I wonder how, if you feel those, if you resonate with those too, if you feel like you're working with those or if, you know anything come up about that.
1: Well, that's beautiful what you said, thank you. And yeah, perhaps it's, it's um, now that I'm thinking about it, which I haven't really done before. I'm a, a highly sensitive person. I, when I'm in a room full of people, I can, even a few people, I, I very quickly sense the energy that surrounds them. And I guess I, I bring that into my heart. Yeah, and I'm always drawn in other people's work, other artists' work. I'm drawn to where there is that um, light and layers and, yeah, where where all that's coming through. And perhaps more and more, I'm, the work I'm doing, I'm trying to go deeper and um connect with what feels right that feels like it's coming from a a true deep place inside and so maybe i'm tapping into some of my energy
0: by doing that um, yes, you are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love that you you mentioned that you're a highly sensitive person too, as am I, uh, because that makes sense. Like, because the, I as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, right, your art and your poetry, which we'll get to in a minute, they have so much depth and subtlety, which are two of the qualities that HSPs have, that we sense those subtleties and can feel into them, like you said, in a room of people, or, you know, when you're out wherever it's we're picking up on so much more information. And I see that in your painting and poetry, there's subtlety and nuance. And then there's also depth. And um, it just emerges from you because that's who you are. And it's really beautiful to, you know, hear and learn about your healing journey and like connecting more deeply within within your body and how that's naturally emerging through your creativity that expression from that deeper self that um is just flowing through you whether it's with paint or words and it's it's really incredible
1: yes and and maybe part of the reason i'm finding i'm i'm drawn to going deeper within myself to to communicate uh, and express myself is because the Parkinson's can as you can hear in my while I'm talking it it can be communicating face to face and um, on the spot. Uh, quite challenging at times and, and searching for words and but through through painting and poetry I I have the time to explore and really um, connect with what I what I want to express or communicate.
0: Well I'd love to know how poetry emerged for you, um, how it first came into your life, and then we'll go deeper into your process of writing, what you're writing about and all of that.
1: Oh, it's it's funny. It, it's almost like uh, poetry was trying to nudge its way into my life. Um, Gradually and repeatedly, as as if it was saying, "You need to pay attention to this. this can this is gonna be something important in your life. Like, pay attention, listen. because um, there were a number of um, nudges, I guess. Um, I don't recall the exact order, but it was around the time. I was introduced during our within um, group, I was introduced to a book of poetry by Ross Gay, called "A Catalogue of Unabashed Gratitude." and I started reading this and right from the very first poem, which was to call, which was called to the fig tree on 9th and Christian. It was, it just kind of blew my mind. It was, you know, I had no idea that poetry could be like that, which was so different from the, the poetry I'd had to study and pick apart and analyze in school. And yeah, it didn't resonate with me back then Yeah, so first there was this book and then uh, a photograph, which it's the only photograph of the image is in my book, but it's a picture of um, snow that had melted into the shape of a heart on a rooftop, my parents' rooftop. Anyway, this um, photograph prompted my first poem which was called the shape of love it's in the book yeah i was inspired to to write that by the the book of poetry and all the other ways i kept hearing poems and it 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 just started to drift into my my life and so i started paying attention and it kind of snowballed from there and i discovered more poems and poets and started writing and sharing poetry in our little writing group and it's been a huge huge gift in my life and especially our our group where we shared writing and played a huge part in planting and growing the seeds and nurturing the words that birthed this book
0: which is so beautiful oh my goodness um well I wonder if would you read that first poem sure
1: it's called the Shape of Love, and it's um, it's kind of an exploration of my first, my mother's uh, death. She um, passed away on Valentine's Day in 2012, and the backstory of this um, photograph is that on Valentine's Day. The following year, 2013, uh, my parents' next door neighbor looked out their window and saw this melted snow in the shape of heart, took a photograph of it, and eventually shared it with me. So it was kind of strange and how all these things came together
0: it's just magic i love that story powers that be yeah
1: (laughs) i think mom was trying to send a message loud and clear clear maybe she was uh nudging me towards poetry as well all right the shape of love a flutter of feathers here then gone lost in the disguise of the gray blanket far above the branches that crisscross, tangled tentacles drawing lines that show up again and again on your canvas. Follow them across the page, across your thoughts, through the tears held on the brink of seeing what tenuous sign rests on the roof of the home she loved. The home she left with questions hanging heavy in our heads in our hearts is this the reply we chase or a heaven issued hallmark wish to mark the day one year gone by the shape of love boldly declared to the suburban street in true drama queen fashion look now limited time offer going once, going twice, fear not, he got the shot, the proof, the evidence, magic captured, message received. I guess I could say that um, the poems often start with questions. Maybe I'm working through something and I, I want to Dig deeper into it, and like fears, for instance, um, or questions I have about things from my past, or or it could be um, just noticing something beautiful outside and um, wanting to go deeper into what what thoughts, what, what comes up for me um, when I see something in nature or, or uh, yeah, it could be questions, observations, insights, reflections on life and being human, <laughs> um, or my past, uh, yeah, it starts with the questions, and I guess the questions lead to more questions and a deeper, um, deeper dive into the whatever subject or thoughts and reflections around those questions. Um, I start to Think about what um, what feelings and emotions are arising and basically search for the words that might be <laughs> spinning around or swirling around and grab them and arrange them in such a way that it speaks to whatever I'm Diving deeper to into to know. Sorry, I forget uh, all of the question. <laughs>
0: no, I started to
1: sink into um, being in in poetry uh, writing mode.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I've connected. I really appreciate what you shared there. And it's very similar for me when I write poetry too. And I'm wondering how, when you, when you write through whatever it is that is pulling at you to write about, and then you read it in poetry form, does that shift your relationship to whatever that was? How does it feel when you, experience your own poetry about your whatever it is that's being called to write about?
1: Wow, what an awesome question. (laughs) Yes, it it does change things, um, especially poems I've written about um, maybe, well, for instance, my relationship with my mother, things from the past uh, yeah there's another one I, I wrote with her in mind and yeah I wanted to explore the feelings that I've held on to since I was younger and all the, the kind of stuff that you stuff into inside yourself that, um, yeah, I find poetry gives me a, a chance to work through that, those things. Um, it's good therapy. <laughs> and um, and I, it does change uh, my relationship to those uh, questions or Hurts or wounds or whatever from the past. I I found that after I've created a poem with um with those heavy deep um, emotions attached, I, it's amazing. I I do feel freer, lighter, um, like I've I've uh, maybe. I don't know, I don't know if heal is the right word, but um, I've changed the structure or the maybe the molecules of how it it sits with me and affects me. and after I write the poem, it's uh, I think the the poem is a big release of. of all those things that can be coagulating inside.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes, I completely agree. And yes, how healing I find it to be. I mean, it's medicine. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious because it was something that I keep noticing about poetry when I write similarly about something that is painful or difficult or beautiful I find that somehow the the experience and the act of writing poetry, going into myself in in a particular way that is only I've only experienced with poetry. there's something about traveling in there and reconnecting to something or exploring something um, that I've noticed in the world, uh, and then putting it into this form on the page, words. It also for me feels very healing and releasing, but it also feels somehow very different than having a conversation about those same experiences. Somehow the poetry is able to express things much more deeply than I ever can talking about something that happened, um, which is mysterious to me and amazing. and what What's your experience of that
1: oh very, very similar it it is it's a it's um i don't know the words uh, magical morphing <laughs> come to mind, yeah, it sort of rearranges all of it and and maybe because it's words that um you often don't use in regular conversation, or to when you said about um, it. It's different than sharing um, those pains and wounds in a conversation with someone. It yeah, it's, it's such a unique uh, experience on. So many levels. Poetry is yeah, it's magic, and it and it changes too um, when it's spoken out loud and when it's spoken by someone other than the poet. And there's just such a rich uh, kind of life of. A, that a poem has or can have
0: yes i love how you said that yes and it you i i heard a poet talk about that how poems are living they're alive and they're never the same thing because each person that or the the poet who writes it has their own experience but then and one person will read the poem and have entirely their own inner experience with it and another person so it's this living thing and that i've goosebumps all over i'm like oh that's so beautiful and magical and it that it has this even though it is like kind of stagnant words on the page it's also not at all and that just yeah. is so incredible
1: yeah it's it's alive and it's yeah it's funny you say what you just spoke to um, I, I had an experience uh, uh, this past weekend at a book launch and poetry reading events for my book and the listening to other people read my words and uh, in fact two people read the same poem and it was so very different each time um one of them read it it's like um they each breathed it differently and their own energy was part of it and yes it's really quite something to to witness that it's a gift for, for me
0: that's amazing and in fact that's reminding me so much of have you read the book saved by a poem I can't remember yes okay. yes Yes, I have to find this quote, because what you just said is just like, oh, it's so what she describes in that book, which is just...
1: Yes, I have highlighter marks all (laughs) throughout the book.
0: Yeah, me too. Basically the whole thing, pretty much. Ah, here we go. Okay. So this book is, um, for anyone who hasn't read it, it's called Saved by a Poem by Kim Rosen. And this, um, she wrote, poetry was created to be experienced in the body and spoken aloud made of breath sound rhythm meaning and silence a poem is a physical event it needs a human body to give it life to celebrate a poem's natural expression means giving it a life inside your own body in your voice your breathing and your pulse not to mention your feelings and thoughts as you take it in, the poem can become an inner teacher, changing you from the inside out. And you can change the poem as well, giving it a voice no one else ever could. Wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's some juicy stuff. Yeah. Oh, and that's exactly what you were just saying, right? That experience, mm-hmm. each bot, yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, it was, it was such a treat to to see, um, yeah, one of the women reading this poem that two people read. Mm -hmm. Um, She ended up on the ground (laughs) at one point, dramatizing how it felt for her reading. Yeah, I think there was a certain line in there, but (laughs) (laughs) whereas, the other um, person who read the same poem, it was much more um, of a with a subdued kind of energy about it. So <laughs> it's interesting that the one poem can take on uh, very different lives depending on who's reading and taking in the words and then expressing them.
0: Yeah, which makes me wonder, how does it feel for you to experience other people having a different experience than you did of your poem? Because it's so intimate and personal. How how does that feel for you?
1: It feels, it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have maybe thought um, before, before, when I first started writing poetry, that um, that would be something that that would uh, bother me or um, feel strange if they're taking away a different um, experience or meaning from my words, but now i i i find that fascinating and uh really interesting to see how it how the words land for someone else yeah before i i think i might have um been upset that they didn't understand what, what was going through my mind or what, what I'm expressing in a certain poem. But no, that, that's not the way it feels. It feels kind of exciting. And a poem can kind of live in so many forms. I don't know, forms is the right word. But that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. And actually, I, I resonate so much with what you're saying too. And I find like the, it's fascinating to me because when I write a poem, when I've written about, in particular ones that are about painful things that have happened in my life, I have a very similar experience where i used to think, or if when I would try to tell that story, I would feel very hurt or insecure or unseen or it would stir up all these feelings like of that wound being like re-injured when it was in that version like it was still stuck in me and I was trying to find validation or something trying to heal it by sharing it in some way but then writing the poetry about a poem about it and going into that experience through the act of poetry for me healed like it did bring that healing and that wholeness to that experience so then that wound was no longer open so now when someone reads that poem it feels complete to me it's not like it's like it's done its work for me and now it's ready to go out into the world to do other work and that's fascinating to me because I wouldn't have expected that but
1: no does that make sense oh that makes perfect perfect sense that's exactly you just beautifully described how the experience is for me that it's it's like it once i've written a poem um where i've been working out whatever it is i'm working out it's like it gets wrapped up in its nice little package and i I've sent it out into the world and it no longer has uh, a, a hold on me or it's like the power of, of it has has shifted.
0: Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm so bad. Mm, yeah, there is really I'm convinced now. Now having having poetry in my life in this healing way that it is really soul medicine it is here for a reason only for humans it doesn't emerge through cats or through (laughs) donkeys or whoever else like we've been given the magical gift of poetry i think cut to do the work that it can do this incredible healing work not only for ourselves, but then to connect us in this much deeper way. I just feel like I'm just opening my eyes to that and discovering it. Mm-hmm. And now I love connecting with you and hearing that you feel, you know, similar ways. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why isn't everyone being taught this? Why isn't this the version of poetry that's taught? This? Yes, yes, yes.
1: I, I completely agree. It, and I never ever would have imagined the. The poetry was such a rich, complex, layered, beautiful, magical thing. I certainly didn't get that in high school uh, (laughs) with, you know, iambic pentameters and things like that (laughs) start popping up in my head. yeah <laughs> rather than the the healing and the magic and kids need to know this
0: <laughs> yeah well that makes me um so i have a couple more questions um and then i'd love to have you read a few more poems but that what you just said really connects to my next question how can you share how the idea for your book came to be, and how why you decided to create a book of your poetry and paintings?
1: Um, well, I'll say the short answer is a number of reasons. <laughs> um, first, having Parkinson's, knowing that it's uh, progressive, and many many things will likely become more challenging for me in the future. And it's like, I i imagine there's this little timer ticking down somewhere in the back of my mind, with, um, sort of having that sense of urgency um, to keep showing up and keep creating. And, um, keep dancing on this creative path <laughs> so the, creating this book was me dancing with creativity and um, I also had thoughts of leaving a, some kind of legacy that's sort of Shuffled through my head too, and um, and just I guess sharing what I've learned and what sharing what poetry has meant to me and how it's all the things we just talked about and, and. I wanted other people to know this too. Um, Like, what if someone feels inspired or less alone through discovering poetry or reading my words? Um, So yeah, those are some of the reasons.
0: Beautiful. Oh, and the book is incredible. Um, but I'd love to have you read a couple of poems. Mm-hmm. Um, as we, I feel like we could talk for like five hours about this. But oh, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> keep it a little. Keep track of the time. I'm trying to do that. Um, let's see. How about we we'll start with, um, uh, how about the process?
1: Okay. The process swirling images, overflowing thoughts. What waits to breathe? What will rise from the unlit? What conversations will murmur and chatter, chasing inspiration like fireflies, sparks that scurry and scoot, flicker and flash, trailing after the fleeting and elusive, fighting the urge to imitate, replicate, Who is speaking? My head? My hand? My heart? Go beyond the muddied mind through weighty, stifling analysis, the judgments, the lessons, the rules, past the landfill of should and must, sidestepping the fears that try their best to be the boss. Distractions, diversions abound demanding attention more loudly than the art. But listen close to the whispers, the faint, quiet inklings that want only to exist. Feel them flutter and awaken, all bleary-eyed and foggy, looking around for the light. Feel the pull of curiosity, of wonder, and of awe, of freedom mixed with astonishment. Take them firmly by the hand. They will lead you to the gifts unopened, yet clearly addressed to you. Soak in the essence of these gifts. Immerse your fingers in the paint. Watch the watery dance of pigment glide along a paper surface. Fill your brush with luscious color or your page with juicy words. Move your body to the music playing bravely in your head, sing your song as only you can, no matter if it comes out a little off key, just open, just honest and open, somewhat messily imperfect, created to create something breathed from nothing. The miracle exists to shape and share our many human ways to be
0: oh it's so good oh wow thank you for reading that my my heart is just exploding it's like i want every human every artist every child to like have this poem in their lives ah oh. Oh. medicine
1: yeah oh oh.
0: ah yes a million things i could say but okay just <laughs> let it speak for itself <laughs> um let's see um mm. oh it's so good okay I'm trying to decide which other one I'd like to is there one that you would like to read otherwise I can choose um
1: um mm, maybe three thoughts behind sure that speaks to uh what it's like Trying to communicate sometimes when, when words or thoughts just float away. <laughs> come back, come back.
0: <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Okay.
1: Three thoughts behind. If you don't hear me, if I hesitate to speak, if I only listen quietly or acknowledge with a smile, the profound understanding slicing straight towards this open heart, if the words that reach my core cause a river down my cheeks or have me searching for the tissues, dabbing all the drips. Please know that there are so many things I want to say, the lie between each breath A head full of thoughtful, wise, even witty replies, silently waiting for a turn. But the clock continues ticking, moving closer to goodbye. I'm in the slow lane, baby, attempting to catch up. Three thoughts behind you, the end of the line, the back of the pack. The words are dancing faster inside my crowded head. If only I could grab and hold on to just a few. But the overloaded overloaded circuits are all urgency and nerves on the outside, calm, cool, and collected. A stormy commotion simmering underneath. Breathing deep to access the unruffled, grateful for it all. This is me, the slow and the shaky. The one slightly out of step, learning the root that can't be known, but feels like it's meant for me. Mm.
0: so wonderful. Oh, thank you for reading that., oh, oh my gosh, I want to have you read the whole book <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that one feel like maybe we'll we'll end with that one because that feels like a good one that. Uh, this just feels right at the moment. Um, well, since we've t- been talking for Oh, my gosh, an hour, almost an hour and a half. <laughs> um, well, what I'd, oh, I'm like, you know what, will you read just one more actually? Sure. Will, will you read Edges? Yes.
1: Okay. Edges. Clutching the intimately familiar content to remain on the shore where the water meets the sand and the rock of cautious, sensitive me. The caress of each wave gently washing away the difficult knotted edges, the ones that define and confine, parked on the perimeter, perimeter, looking in, listening in, leaning in, watching for sparks that ignite and excite the drowsy and the dormant, to push past what's long been guarded, protected, but now lays in a jumbled up heap on the outskirts of hushed hesitation. How do I reassemble the sense or the meaning to speak of its valid existence? Lost and unsure, I return to the edges that feel inseparable, a devoted extension of me. The edges I create with paint and brush, edges I reach for with practice and play, edges I nudge and trust to expand, the hard edges, the soft, faint, and bold, the unclear, confident, blended, and blurred, the weak, watery, sharp, and strong, a lifetime straddling the border of back and forth, coyly flirting with the balance. Between watchful wallflower and insecure guest. But these edges are mine. I am the guardian, keeper, and curator of the meticulous, meticulously crafted, well-tended and cared for, threaded with curiosity, weaved with attention. Inside, delicate slivers of insight, shards of clarity hand-selected and placed just so, awaiting that awkward moment when the spotlight catches an edge of its inviting glow.
0: Mm. So beautiful. I have goosebumps all over my body. Oh, thank you. Oh. Thank you. I am so grateful that you have listened to the call to write poetry and that you had the courage, which I know it took a lot of courage to put this into a book and give it to the world. It's gonna make me cry. It's really you really are such a a gift to this world and a very uh Gentle, powerful force, <laughs> very humble. And I don't think you realize just how magical you are. So I'm so glad to, I don't know, for so many reasons that this book lives and is, you know, being carried into the world so more people can connect with your beautiful spirit and your healing words. And um, I'm just so grateful for you.
1: Emma, did that... oh thank you thank you and you are if it wasn't for you i probably wouldn't have have created this book either you were oh you walked that path with me and oh, i'm gonna start crying you, you helped by, uh, by having our, our little group and sharing the way we did uh, holding space for each other to let this poetry thing blossom and bloom. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being there and to walk with me through discovering poetry and and yeah having the courage because of you and Heidi and just knowing that you two were in my corner to help help to uh, me navigate all the struggles and the tough bits of bringing this book to to life and getting it published, I had a lot of learning to do. I wasn't alone in doing it, and thank you so much for being there and kind of holding my hand through all of it. <laughs> it was I'm so grateful to you.
0: Oh it was such a mutual holding of hands and i'm so honored that i got to be part of that for you and to be like yeah yeah mm. beautiful mm. i love that we both cried that feels totally appropriate for <laughs> our heart connection and i'm trying to be more comfortable crying when tears just naturally want to flow out of my body rather than doing that all that guarding and so it feels good to share that with you too oh my friend okay well (laughs) i think well that's a beautiful place to end um so i'll share where people can find you and the beautiful book and all your art do you want to share just what maybe your website and Instagram, Facebook?
1: Sure. Yeah. My, um, website is www.chantalwolf.com. And then my Instagram is at Chantal Wolf dot art and i can be found on facebook my art page um,
0: at shaky line studio wonderful perfect and i'll put links to all of those in the show notes of the podcast so people can find find them oh thank you so much chantal this is an incredibly beautiful conversation and i know people will love learning about you and hearing your Incredible poetry in your story. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Emma. This has been a beautiful, beautiful time and experience. And.